Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to, I almost said the Paper Movies podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Star Wars Legends podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and my other host is Dylan. Hello. We're both very dirty men and green. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you don't, when you tell people they can't leave their homes for like, what has it been like six, seven months now? Yeah, I, I mean, I've lost, I, I've lost count. I used I used to do the like the thing they do in prisons where like they will mark like the days and like tack marks on the wall, but my wall, but there's no more room on my wall. His urine wall. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so for we have a lot of things to discuss today. Um, the first is to the the individual who keeps flagging the paper the paper movies again. The individual who keeps flagging the legend <clears throat> podcast. Please stop. You're kind of being embarrassing. Stop. It's not funny. It's actually really irritating that I get like five emails saying that you flagged the podcast. So please stop. It's not like it's going away on other sites where people download them. That's all. You want to talk some Alan Dean Foster? Yeah. Oh, we got people. Um, Papa Wedge and Rob D. Hello. Hello. And hello, Jeffrey. Let's talk some Alan Dean Foster's going through some rough times, apparently. Yeah. So um, if you haven't heard, I believe this leaked on Wednesday about like three or four our time. Um, Something like that. Both you and uh, Quality Autism sent this to me right around the same time. Yeah, so um, the Science Fiction Writers of America, or SIFWA as they're usually called, which is like – it's not exactly a union, but it's like it, a it's nonprofit a, that a operates like one. It's a guild. It's like SAG, the actors. Yeah, it's like – but basically they, um, they came forward with a claim from Alan Dean Foster that he um, – hasn't been paid his royalties from his um, um, from uh, novelizations that he has written, specifically um, the novelization of A New Hope, a, the uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, and they also list the Alien Trilogy novelizations. Now, in the latter case, he they claim that he has not been paid these royalties um, for some time. Um, I, I think he says not since the uh, he says in his um, um, statements that they were paying them and then they stopped, but it doesn't say when they stopped. And he also mentions that the payments for the royalties on the aliens um, novelizations stopped around the time that um, Disney bought 20th Century Fox. 
Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. If this is true. Yes. We, we need to preference this. And we're going to preference it here on Legends Podcast that this is alleged. We don't know for sure that this is happening, but there are some questionable business things going on here that honestly, I'm just going to throw it out here. I'm not surprised about. Right. Now there's um, a few other things. Um, his team have claimed that um, they tried to contact Disney about them and Disney wanted um, Foster to um, sign an, um, uh, an NDA prior to negotiating the, uh, the settlements. Now, uh, recently it has come out um, uh, to um, I found two websites that today wrote articles about this. And in each of them, um, one by the rap and the other by the New York post and each of them reached out to Disney um, for a comment on them. And they said, um, uh, he was that he was not sent a formal MDA, but was asked to acknowledge confidentiality as they approached the settlement with the settlements. And both have also, um, and both articles also say that when they talked with the Disney representative, that they have re-engaged with um, Alan Dean Foster and uh, Sifwa about the uh, details of the um, the claims. Now, another thing that they have said in these two, this is coming uh, again. This is like third-hand information because this is these news articles who have released articles today that reached out to Disney and what the Disney spokesperson has told them is that they've been in contact about, they knew about and had been in contact for over a year now about the um, issues with the alien novels. However, to this point, they did not know that there were also issues with the star Wars novels. And, um, so those are the three things, three main th um, updates on this, if you haven't really been following it, coming from the Disney representatives as reported through um, the news articles that are coming out at this uh, today. Now, um, I've also – there's a um, – uh, there's like a Facebook um, live video of um, – Alan – of my notes, actually – of uh, Alan Dean Foster um, – his agent and a um, a Sifwa, the Sifwa president, where they go over a lot of the allegations, and um, they also do claim that um, how it all happened was that Alan Dean Foster checked a royalty statement to see if they were coming in, and that they noticed um, to what he was bringing in, and that he noticed that they had stopped. Um, they are um, concerned that it's that they may be doing this to other authors, um, mm -hmm. specifically that when the um, with the royalty statement, they contacted Warner Publishing, which is the um, which is the company, uh, the publisher that published the alien novels originally. Now the original alien novels, by, uh, Titan books. 
Yeah, but they're uh, they're currently the uh, the the one that's in charge of the publishing. And after like a back and forth between them and his agents and the CIFO representative, they finally relented and saying that they need to speak with Disney. Um, that's not to say that the Star Wars um, books are necessarily Disney's responsibility. I think Eckhart's ladder pointed this out that that contract it might be Delray that's on the hook for it, or it might be Lucas Lice. Um, Lucasfilm, depending on how that contract worked, but at least for the Alien novels, it looks like it is in fact um, Disney that is responsible for it. And um, also in that um, in that statement, it was streamed live, and um, uh, Michael um, Michael Copenbianco, who is the husband of uh, the late A.C. Crispin. And is therefore the uh, holder of the um, the right the rights to the AC Christmas estate. She reached out to ask if her, if uh, his uh, if their uh, if her wife's books were also being uh, targeted for that, in which they were. Um, um, I believe the uh, the CIFL, um president told them to. Uh, meet with them privately to like to discuss it more or send anything in mm -hmm. so that they can see if uh, they've also been affected because he didn't seem to know either. So it's possible that other writers are in on are uh, being affected by this also, which um, hasn't really been stated on a lot of articles I've seen is that Alan Dean Foster is specifically mentioning five of his books, that being the new hope novelization splinter of the mind's eye and the um the alien trilogy so alien aliens and aliens three he the, he has not mentioned um three of it uh sorry four of his other books that he has published since then the approaching storm which was in 2002 the force awakens novelization in 2015 and in 2017 he wrote the alien covenant no novelization and another book Alien Covenant Origins, which have both been reviewed on the channel. Go check them out. <laughs> so he hasn't mentioned any of those or his legal team. I'm wondering if um, so that leads me to believe they're either not been affected or that those contracts were written differently in a way that he is not getting royalties for from them. Because if it was just the newer books, if like Approaching Storm was also in it, but it's the newer books, then I think the theory that they're just not paying him out on contracts he wrote before the acquisition is true. But because Approaching Storm is there, I'm wondering if that if that one just had a weird contract where he's not getting royalties for it or or whatnot. But it also does. Um, Actually, I should have looked this up. But when were those alien novels actually published? Um, Covenant alien and um, Alien would have been like seventy nine. No, I'm talking about the 2017 ones because oh, no, those would have been they were yeah 2016, 2017, something like that. They both said 2017, but the Disney acquisition of 20th Century Fox happened in December. Mm -hmm. So if that buyout hap, if those two novels were already out like monthwise before then then that would, again, be further credence. And I actually have a theory on a timeline of what happened. Because uh, he specifically, again, mentioned since that they bought Fox and all of the inquiries so far, and when they were talking about it and from the Disney wrecks, seemed that to be that it's the Aliens ones that started this and then the Star Wars ones were added on later. I think what happened was that he noticed, since he had the two new novels that were out, the two Alien novels, he looked in to this is all speculation on me but just from the facts um that we know 
He looked into the royalties on those, noticed that he wasn't receiving any royalties, including for the Aliens ones, found out that those ones are still on, on the shelves, then went out to Warner Publishing through his agent, um, got them to eventually admit that it was Disney, and then filed complaint with Disney that has been ongoing for the last year. And in that time, he's also noticed that he has not been received royalties for the Star Wars books. I think that's the most likely scenario of what's been going down and how it's been going down, though I can't confirm it other than just trying to piece together all the information that we know currently. Seems reasonable. Um, But if this is true, if this is true, this is a very dangerous time for any uh, independent contractor in the creative field. Not necessarily like they, like I said, it's not just it's not just um, writers that should be worried about this. Authors, it should be the artists uh, should be worried about this too. Any sort of creative, if this is the case, because the the verbiage. They used in the press conference was they had the right to pay him, but they didn't feel obligated to. Mm-hmm. That could be fabri- fabricated to a certain extent. Yeah, the way that his team put it was that they had bought the rights, but like the rights to publish, but not the liabilities and yeah. the contracts. Because specifically speaking, like the way that the contracts worked was that um, he gets paid to write the novels and then he get also gets paid royalties from each novel sold. So any books that are sold, he make, he takes a, or should at least take a cut of those. Yeah. It, it's kind of insane, but yeah. Um, I have a suggestion for those of you who want to, read some of his works because he has some really great works in both Star Wars and Alien. You find them a lot used in the used bookstores and stuff. Go track them down that way for the time being until this is resolved. And I hate to do this because like it could already be resolved and we don't know it, but just to be safe, if an author isn't getting paid for their work then we need to as fans need to not necessarily support that but then again this is alleged Mm -hmm. so and i just i just checked it up um oh now it's not getting me covenant oranges uh so yeah it looks like alien covenant came out in september and covenant origins came out in um August. So both before the buyout. Mm-hmm. He also said in that um, in that press conference that he had a similar dispute with 20th Century Fox because um, he's written a lot of novelizations of, of oh, movies. Yeah. He's like a, he's like the king of novelizations. Uh, so he didn't specify which one it was, but he said he had another dispute with 20th Century Fox that was pretty much um, as soon as he brought it up with them was resolved um, in like very, very like quickly and efficiently. Mm-hmm. But this was some time ago. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, any closing thoughts on this, Dylan? Uh, it's unfortunate if, um, if all this is true. I, I'd hope to see a resolution to, um, to this and uh, any updates as well, um, especially, uh, especially as they mentioned, if any other authors are have been affected by this or they've also um, – They've also alluded to the fact that some of the newer authors might not know how the industry works and how contracts are supposed to work. So they could be, um, they could be like um, doing shady stuff in that way. And even on um, some authors who have uh, responded to this on Twitter are also saying that that this sets a bad precedent for if a publishing company, for example, if like the whole like the asset the assets um, transfer but the liabilities don't like holds then like a company can essentially license you for something that would um they can license you for something you produce that something for the company and then they sell it off to a subsidiary and since they sold it off they don't have to pay you the uh the licensing and the royalties anymore um so that's an issue that some people are having with it um with the situation that have that have been brought up um yeah just that's unfortunate, and uh, the more people to know, the better. Because um, apparently, at least according to the newer articles, the the quote unquote outrage about this has worked, and that Disney, at least according to them, have renegotiate have reengaged in it talks about this situation. So hopefully, it all this all gets resolved. Yeah, I want to move on to a lighter topic. Yeah, I saw Empire Strikes Back um, in the theater. Okay. Um, uh, there's some things that I noticed that I've never noticed before. All right. So, here we go. reference Empire turned 40. Happy birthday, Empire. Turned 40 a few months ago. Now, yeah, uh, May 22nd, I believe. A month ago, I think. Yeah. It went, surprised my dad because that's his favorite Star Wars movie. It was the first Star Wars movie he ever saw. So, he went and saw it in the theater because I'd never seen any of the original trilogy in the theater. And I said, okay, I'm going to pay some money to watch this for one night. In the May 21st, that was a day off. Anyway, anyway, um, they showed the Blu-ray version on the big screen. I should have okay. basically expected it. <laughs> for some reason, I thought, man, they're just going to, they're going to get a film projector out. We're going to watch the original version. I don't know why I thought that, but... It was Blu-ray. Um, can I just say the Cloud City stuff that they changed in the special edition looks awful? Mm. It's so bad, Dylan. Literally, them running through the hallways and they paint out the hallways. You know what I'm talking about. The scene when R2-D2 realizes he's just been wandering around for a while. <laughs> he finds all of them. Originally, that's in a hallway. Well, they paint the hallway out to make it look like an outside hallway. And it looks so bad. It's it's the worst effect I've seen in Star Wars in a while. Um, but other than that, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Other than the hallway Bespin scenes. Yeah, when they make the hallways into outside for... George reason they're gonna show theatrical. Do you honestly think they're gonna show the theatrical version? I don't know why I thought that, but I thought maybe the the theater would have a film print. 
<laughs> I I'm almost convinced that they don't exist, or they're just like under, like they're in like a, a vault of like a safe deposit. They were damaged. That was the issue back in the in '97, because the way the film stock they used back in the '70s and early '80s was terrible, terrible, and <clears throat> they were so deteriorated. That's why they went in and cleaned them up digitally. And then George got it out of hand and put a bunch of CGI garbage in there. But yeah, that's why the despecialized edition are that that's an additional thing that makes it so difficult. But you know, they're owned by one of the biggest film corporations in the world. You think that there is a big enough market for them to release these in 4K, do a 4K restoration. People do 4K restorations on things all the time. Literally, Apocalypse Now has a 4K restoration. It came out around the same time. Yeah, and as stated before, they own 20th Century Fox now. So they, even with those like contracts that they um, that Lucas had originally signed with Fox, where like I think for A New Hope, like Fox never um, basically has rights to it and in, in perpetually. But like Disney has that now, so they yeah. they have these films. It's literally a non-issue. But uh, we can talk about the thing that is coming out mm. that we've discussed before. Uh, Star Wars Insider short stories are being released. Oh, wow. Did you actually know about this one? No. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, like March. They're doing a volume one of a bunch of the and it's all legends short stories. Oh, cool. Yeah. I did not know about this. Yeah, it's around the same time they're uh, releasing the Epic Collection for Dark Empire. So March will be a loaded month. Well, spring will be a loaded month for some EU. Also, for those of you, if, now that we're on the topic of EU to look out for that's coming being re-released, Tales of the Jedi Epic Collection Volume 1 comes out December which 4th. Isn't, which isn't Tales of the, the, the Jedi. Jedi. Dawn of the Jedi. <laughs> Tales of the Jedi, Dawn of the Jedi. <laughs> Nonetheless, nonetheless, I'm very excited for this because it will lead to some more Tales of the Jedi. Some actual Tales of the Jedi. Let's be what? real. Tales of the Jedi is Tales of Jedi. <laughs> They're not called Jedi, though. They're, They're Jedi. Jedi, but still, they use the force. They're Jedi. Here, here's what I'm worried about, right? Because Dawn of the Jedi does not start out great. You know, it, it gets good by the end. And then, like, uh, Tales of the Jedi, when you read it chronologically, Hyperspace War is not nearly as good as, like, the uh, uh, as the, the later parts of it. So what I'm worried about is we're all going to be talking about how Tales of the Jedi is one of the greatest Star Wars comics ever. Some guy is going to read it, Urgal, is going to pick them up in the epic collections and have to trog through da Dawn of the Jedi and hyperspace war before actually getting to the good bits. That's what I'm worried about. Uh, yeah, but to be fair, Dawn of the Jedi is not that bad. It's actually pretty good. Just Tales of the Jedi is so much better <laughs> than Dawn of the Jedi. Um, let's see. What else is coming out? Oh, we just had an epic collection come out like a month or two ago. The Empire Volume 6, which had Agent of the Empire and Force <laughs> Unleashed in it. And some other things. So I think the Empire series of epic collections is done. 
Well, no, no, there's still probably there probably has one volume left. So that's probably why they're bringing out Tales of the Jedi now. Although it'd be nice if they did an Old Republic volume four. Because Old Republic literally only has KOTOR, Dylan. That's all it has. KOTOR and I think two Tales stories that fit in that time. They didn't put the um the uh, the six Old Republic one shots from for the um No, it's uh, just it's just Kotor. That's why I want an Old Republic volume four, because there's I think there's one Tales of the Jedi. Well, actually, they'll throw the Tales of the Jedi Tales story. That's a weird way to say it. The that's Tales probably where you have to put Knight Errant, too. During Tales of the Jedi? No, uh, Old Republic. Yeah. Um, well, so what I thought was going to happen was they were just going to make a Knight Errant one. But, like, you also have Jedi versus Sith. That's be thrown in there. You have Lost Tribe of the Sith Spiral. Oh, yeah. That has to be in there somewhere. Old Republic miscellaneous. <laughs> Old Republic miscellaneous. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Drive me nuts putting it on my shelf in that corner over there. But, you know. Because, uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then all those tour um, or the Swator, the, uh, the Swator spinoffs. Yeah, that that nonsense. But, yeah, that yeah, that does need to go in there. There's some OK stuff in there. Okay, that's probably why they haven't done it. Is because a lot of it's crap. I mean, Swator is still somewhat popular. People still play it. Yeah, but to be fair, you know what they did? One of their first volumes, the Epic Collection had hmm. Shadows of the Empire Evolution. Hmm. That's in the New Republic Volume One, along with Mara Jade by the Emperor's Hand. Um. Which those are the big two, and it's a bunch of tales after that. It's always tales. It's there's a lot of tales in the early New Republic stuff. A lot of tales comics that are just tales as the seat fillers of comics. And it's so it's so weird, Dylan, because I've been reading Rise of the Sith Volume One mm -hmm. about halfway through that. There are so it opens with just Mace Windu tales comics. Oh no. What a terrible way to open your, your book. <clears throat> I get that they're trying to go chronologic in chronological order, but um, that's dang, like not none of the Republic stuff. No, not in the first uh, Rise of the Sith volume. Actually, yes, Val for Justice ends up happening, which is okay. Six. Because uh, oh shoot, what what was um what was the series that uh, became Republic again? It was just um, called Star Wars. It was just called Star Wars? Okay, but there's yeah. none of that in there? Uh, there's a little bit. Like I said, the issues four through six fell for justice. There's Jedi Council Acts of Wars, one of the big ones in there. And um, Jedi Volume 1, The Dark Side, which was a failed attempt to have a Qui-Gon Xanatos story. Mm -hmm. Which I just read that. It's pretty decent. Open season should be around that. If they're doing chronologically, oh, it should be around that time. That's what? a Men's Reveal Volume 1, which is out of print, and I don't have it. Hmm frustrates me i bought a but i actually bought a bunch of uh, epic collections that were out of print the other day and spent a, too much money i bought clone wars volumes one and two so now i have jabeem i finally own jabeem again Dylan. it's a good one I also own darth maul death sentence 
because that's in there for some reason. But the um, here's another thing to be brought up with the Clone Wars ones, because they just released volume three this year. It was back in spring. And I have that one. Um, none of those have the Jinji Jarkovsky Clone Wars Adventures. Or they don't have the Dave Filoni Clone Wars comics, except for Darth Maul Death Sentence. They probably don't know where they fit in the timeline. <laughs> it leads me to believe they will just do like Clone Wars. They'll call it Clone Wars Adventures. And they'll just put all of like those because they were kind of kiddie. Mm-hmm. Kind of just throw all those together because they also the same thing with the Rebellion era stuff. They haven't done any of the Star Wars adventures, which was the spinoff of Clone Wars adventures, which was another kind of fun thing they did for kids. Um, that actually got a Dark Horse omnibus so they could just reprint that. And did they throw in the Ewoks spinoff they were going to try to do where they have a little Ewoks? They were all digest sized people. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, they were digest sized graphic novels that were like $2.95. They were a really good deal, or like $3.95, something like that. They were really cheap back in the day. Um, I ate those up like nobody's business. They came out when I was like, oh, probably 10 or 11. Some of my early EU readings came from those. Um, you would find them. My mom, I don't remember where my mom found, like, she found, like, volume five or something. And she's like, oh, here's some Star Wars. I read it in a day. Read it in an hour, probably, to be completely honest. And then paged through and stared at pictures for a while, because that's what you do when you have a comic, because you get, get your money's worth out of it. But yeah, I'm trying to think of what epic collections they have left to complete. Because they have most of the prequel stuff now. They have one more volume of Clone Wars, probably, of their main. They have uh, Shadows of the Empire, as Rob D point out, which hasn't been collected yet. Yeah, well, they're not done with Rebellion. The Rebellion is going to have another volume. They have the rest of Tales of the Jedi, but they're obviously going to get to that. Yeah, that's that's future. Um, have they gotten to Legacy 2 yet? They haven't gotten to Legacy 2 yet. I think they just finished Legacy 1. with uh, They have their third volume of Legacy Epic Collections. So they have that, which means that Vector is completely collected now, or is about to be collected, because I don't know if that's going to be put in as the Empire Epic Collection. Um... God, what else? else kind of wish the Infinity's Epic Collection included Vision of the Blade. And I, I, I swear, one of my favorite things Force ever fiction? about the last... What? And Force Fiction? Like, all of these things that are super stupid? Or the George R. Bing story? No, I was going to say, one of my favorite things about the last six years is the fact that the Infinity's Epic Collection has both the Legends and the Infinity's logo on it. Oh, I know. And that was one of the first ones, too. Yeah. And that's out of print. That's hardcore out of print. It's um, like it's, it's non-canon within the non-canon. That's how non-canon it is. Oh, you know what they need to finish is the original Marvel years. Oh, yeah. Two volumes of that. Oh, you think they'll add 108 to that? Oh, they They'd would. have to, right? Would absolutely. I think they're being slow on that because there might be a 109. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they just did another one, uh, 
Marvel Star Wars issue. I really appreciate that 108. That was a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Even not having read any of the old Marvel yeah. comics. I mean, they explain certain things uh, to tie things together that hadn't been explained yet. They didn't but, kill Jackson like I thought they were when they when they, when he came up and I'm like, oh, no, is this how Jackson's going to die? No, they don't need to kill Jackson. Um, but, you know, there is something there's a canon thing I actually wanted to talk to you about. OK, though, now that we're here, I totally just remembered this because I talked to Matt Wilkins. I talked to Geek Sadic and. Um, oh, good. Brian. Bryant, what is your your freaking name? Bryant VRM. Okay. <laughs> Formerly known as Bryant's Nerd Pub. We, we all had a discussion. Clone Wars, The Lost Missions. Not canon. Uh. You mean the season six? Yes, season six? Season six. Those aren't canon within Disney canon? No, they're not canon in Legends. Oh, uh, I'm going yeah. to argue why. You right don't now. need to. I agree. Okay, cool. They contradict so much, and that's when five the fives finale happens in the chips, and it's so contradictive. I don't know how you could write it in. Mm -hmm. So I would argue that that season is not canon. Yeah, like I forget who said this, but like the micro. Um, some YouTuber made a video about it and like they literally quoted the, the line from the Revenge of the Sith novelization when like Cody gets Order 66 and he says like you could have at least told me this before I gave him back his lightsaber. Like that's clear. That's clearly someone that's like just like was bred to follow orders doesn't have a chip that's telling him what to do. Yeah. It's also, just like, oh, man, I, I can't. Why did this order have to come in now? Oh, well, I'll do it. Also, the 501st being bred, not on Camino. Yeah, that's another thing. Oh, Rob Z makes a point. Um, invasion isn't um, hasn't been collected. Yeah, Wait. they're going to continue the New Republic stuff for another couple volumes because neither is Crimson Crimson Empire isn't collected. Really, none of Crimson Empire is collected yet. No, that'll be next after Dark Empire. So 2022 probably is when that will show up, which is frustrating. So no Crimson Empire yet. No Jedi Academy, Leviathan, no Chewbacca, no Union. Those are the big ones, but there's probably, there's definitely Tales short stories. Oh, I don't know if you saw Matt's stream, but we found someone that liked Union. Oh, why? Because uh, they're like, they love weddings. That's it was like, it was like wedding fan service and that's why they loved it. It's got some beautiful art of weddings, that's for sure. It's got There's two, two weddings. weddings. Of, with the same people, they literally have two weddings. There's a Jedi wedding, and then there's, like, the wedding wedding. Gosh. Uh, do we want to segue into what we're reading? Sure, I'm easy. I'm still reading the same thing I was reading last time. I just ha I've been too busy with school to actually pick this up and, and finish it. Well, it's not a bad book. It's not a bad book. It's not like I can't finish it because like I can't get through it. It's just I've been too busy. Okay, hang on. Rob D has posted a paragraph here. 
The chips uh, need to exist for the context of Clone Wars. Since they made the clones actual characters, it makes no sense for them to just turn on their generals without something forcing them to. I would disagree. I would absolutely disagree because the Clone Wars comics already did that. Yeah, and again, not all the clones turned. There were several clones that stayed loyal in... Um, uh, um, uh, shoot. Uh, the, uh, the, what? Karen Travis and Karen Travis. Um, some of them, some of them ordered, some of them didn't. But there's also another Republic Commando squad in um uh, the third book of the Dark Lord Child, the uh, Rise of Darth Vader. They mm-hmm. stay loyal uh, to the, uh, they stay loyal and help the Jedi escape, and then are killed later. Yeah. Yeah. No, Dave Filoni's an idiot. <laughs> Is that acceptable to say? Am I going to get in trouble? Is someone going to yell at me and talk about Ahsoka? (laughs) Also, to be fair, another thing to add to the Clone Wars thing, it feels fine to end it on season five with Ahsoka leaving. It's thematic. Yeah, because at... uh... Because I guess the reason she's never brought up again is the failed the failed pad one that everyone just likes to forget didn't happen. Yeah, I, I mean season seven, Dylan. I don't think you understand how bad season seven was. I know, I know that she basically had information that the uh, that the Order sixty six was going to happen and refused to tell the Jedi about that, inadvertently getting or not inadvertently, but basically getting them all killed. Yeah, because she didn't like Mace Windu talking down to her. Also, um, she is able to hold her own against Darth Maul. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Well, here's the thing, right? In a vacuum, you are correct. But she was also able to hold her own against Grievous. Which makes so, even less sense. And it makes even less sense, but in the power scaling of Clone Wars, it does it that does make sense only in the power scaling of Clone Wars. Or the power scaling of just stupid Star Wars, because Jar Jar Binks has lived through three movies <laughs> and six seasons of the Clone Wars, because he didn't sh- thankfully didn't show up in season seven. Yeah, but Jar Jar was only ever in one battle. In Clone Wars, he's in several. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about Clone Wars. Ganged up on General Grievous. I like to forget Clone Wars ever happened. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, oh, Dave Filoni, garbage, garbage, garbage man. Small time. I agree. Season five would have been the best way to end the series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll stick to Jinji Tartaski's Clone Wars. It's a reasonable one. Um, I'll talk about what I'm reading. I am five chapters away from finishing Last Command. Ooh. Yeah, dude. I've been I've read the other two Thrawn books. I'm rereading. And oh my god, it's so good. Minus continuity errors. Also, I need to say this. Mark Thompson, absolutely phenomenal um at like um narrator for audiobooks. But the last command, the last few chapters with him going la ook every like 10 seconds. I haven't gotten to that yet. I'm it, getting close, though. It, re- it really takes you out of the moment, man. <laughs> oh, God. 
and I, and I get I that there's no other way to differentiate between the two Lukes, but it's still like. Well, no, it's it's also this reread. I'm thinking because I've been that's been in my my head this whole time is that that's going to happen. Um, Jorah Sabaoth's clone refers to himself sometimes as Jaruas Sabaoth, so mm-hmm. it makes sense that the clone is crazy and doesn't refer to himself as Luke. He, he thinks of himself as. <laughs> because he was literally bred in what a month yeah something like that which reading halo oblivion just read star wars rebel heist i'm sorry you read oh that's not been collected rebel heist oh i always forget that exists i i mistook i thought you when you said rebel heist i thought scoundrels he's <laughs> on novel that's that's a dumpster fire of a book. First timeline appearance of Winter, I believe. Is Winter in it? Okay. I don't remember. All I remember is that trying to listen to that audiobook and Mark Thompson doing the Chewbacca noises. It was the first time he's he does that now, by the way. Oh dear. In Chewbacca in like the new canon books. If Mark Thompson's doing Chewbacca, he will make Wookiee noises and he doesn't do it well. Why why can't they just use the sound effects like they did? Per- they do for others, uh, because you bet that um who's the guy who did the Bane books? John The the, the other guy. The the, yeah, the other one. Fry, there's um there's Mark Thompson and then there's um the guy who does the other ones, the big three. Now I gotta freaking look it up. Looking it up too. Good. My phone's stuck in my pocket. Jonathan Davis. Jonathan Davis. Jonathan Davis doesn't do that nonsense. It was really jarring when um I was when listening to Last Shot because there's three different narrators for Last Shot. Mark Thompson does present day. Jose Older does. Um, Daniel Jose Older, who wrote the book, does the Han flashbacks. And January Lavoy does the Lando flashbacks, which are different from the Han flashbacks. And, oh, he did Revenge of the Sith, too. Yes, he did. And it's wonderful. And outbound flight. Wow, how did I how did I forget this guy's name? He's done so many of these. He did the Bane books. Um He's done a ton of the new canon. Yeah, I, I saw the uh from a certain point of view. He does ones. part of it. Everyone's doing from a certain point of view. Even P- Ashley Eckstein shows up or Eccleston or however Ahsoka's voice actor. She does one, and she does one of the most ambient-inducing ones, and she co-wrote it with um, E.K. Johnston, which I think is secretly Ashley Eckstein. Because <laughs> okay. the ambient writer of Star Wars. What's up? No, I was just laughing at your conspiracy theory. Yeah, E.K. Well, yeah, because E.K. Johnson, no one ever heard of E.K. Johnson before she wrote the Ahsoka book. You know that was Ashley Eckstein. 
You know it was. I don't care if they put someone else's face on E.K. Johnson's <laughs> Wikipedia page. That, that is Ashley Eckstein, if I've ever, like, heard it. Uh, E.K. Johnston, the, I think I referred to her last time I had to read one of her books as the Chuck Wendig of YA novels. Oh, she did the Padme books, too. Yeah, she yes, she did. Yes, she did. And we're not going to talk about quality autism's page he made. That is forbidden talk on here. Oh, you gonna, think he made what? that? What's up? Never mind. He's getting blamed. He's getting blamed for... I can just blame him for a lot of things. Yeah. For all I know, he could be flagging our videos. It's true. Or that uh, that alt account he has. Which one? Uh, <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> you do it. Um, are there? Let's get some com uh, questions in here. Do we have any questions from the last one? Uh, we could, but I see that Rob D has one right now. While Absolutely, up. I've gone to my Barnes and Noble all the time. I one hundred percent have more books than they do. Star Wars books, I should say, than they do. You should read the question <laughs> for the uh, audience that listens to this in a podcast form and not as a live stream. Dylan, would you like to try again? <laughs> do you guys feel like you have more Star Wars books in your local bookstores? Yes. No. Wait. Yes, actually, now I do. Not for a while after the fire. Um, I definitely have more comics than they do, of the especially the epic collections because I have I actually have most of those now, which is super Gucci. Oh my god! I didn't realize we were online. Yeah, I did. I have to go into manage videos right now and figure this out. How does this work? What is this? We have no, uh, we have one comment. Yeah, I'm reading it and it's not really a question. Do you know Dylan's Dark Empire hardcover? You have a hardcover of Dark Empire? Yeah. I used to. Uh, I got that for a steal, but now I don't. It, well, I did. You know, did I ever tell you how I, I found some of my EU books after the fire when digging through my house? Hmm. Or a soggy, pulpy pile? It was a very sad thing to find. My mom's like, oh, that's kind of funny. And I'm like, no. No, you you have fun digging through the house i'm never gonna come back here again small time asks have you guys been watching the mandalorian no no <laughs> Dylan was forced to watch it i don't feel like paying for disney plus because i bought i uh i, I only paid- watched i only watched the first season yeah i only watched the first season too um i instead have watched the first season of creep show which is a very wonderful show that I highly recommend, except for the last episode. Kind of sucked. Kind of sucked, but. Uh, come on, people. Let's get some more questions in here. 
Yeah, we already talked about all of Infinity Nexus reviews. Comment. Do we have any from the previous one? Yes. No. I'm not reading quality autisms anything. (laughs) (laughs) This is great stuff right here. This is great. Uh, Favorite Alan Dean Foster novel. That's a tough one. That I've read. Splinter of the Mind's Eye is very fascinating. I haven't read Splinter. Um, So it's a tie between the A New Hope novel and The Approaching Storm. Oh yeah, you have not read. And you can see what the pickle I'm in. <laughs> Literally, I can't find any questions on any of these. Literally, half of them is geek addicts saying "curse the crystal star." <laughs> Do you think they would ever release a hardcover version of Junior Jedi Knights? I don't know. I would love that for them too. I would love for them just to reprint them in general. Those are so hard to get. That in Galaxy of Fear, that'd be something. Because, like, literally, I'm so thankful that they're doing the insider short stories. Mm-hmm. This could lead to reprinting so many things. The problem with the young reader stuff is that um, the, like, the common trend within, like, media, both, like, and print and televised is that four kids stuff has a shelf life of about five to six years. And after after that, like, they grow up and they're no longer interested. So, like, you just shelve it and you move on to the next thing. And that's just the way it is. Unless you're, like, a SpongeBob that can keep going for 20-plus years. Uh, or Rugrats. Yeah. Rugrats made it for, like, 13. And you could say Star Wars has done that, but, like... Not the YA stuff. That's yeah, true. Not, yeah, not the YA stuff. What you would do is you probably do, like, a limited... You know, I hate promoting this because I hate Hasbro with the white hot intensity of a thousand suns because um, they're such a terrible toy company. But doing the crowdfunding thing where you do a limited release, like a limited run like hard covers for like the young adult stuff would be cool. That would be the only way to do that. Small time favorite quality alt account. Mine is Jerry. That's me. What are you talking about? That's my only account. In before small time is also a quality alt account. Rob D asks, are you guys into comics outside of Star Wars? Not really. Not, yeah, not really. I read a comic called Money Shot, which I can't get into because it's a very explicit comic. It's a but it's it's a it's a comedy comic that I was enjoying. Um I'm very behind. I'm not very good at reading that stuff. Occasionally I'll pick up something that I bought on Comicsology a while ago. Like I read some Hellraiser comics. Fairly recently, the one that Clive Barker actually had a hand in creating because I don't care if he's not involved in that. Yeah. Anything else before we're getting close to the hour mark and try to wrap this up in an hour? 
a miracle we've gotten through as much as we have in an hour. Yeah. I think because I actually came prepared with the Aldine Foster stuff. For once, I come prepared to a podcast. I'm glad because don't get I used to it over time and had to rush here. And I only had just amount of time to uh, set up the podcast. So, yeah. All right. I think we should call it there. Dylan, are you even there? Yeah, you are. I'm here. I'm reading. Uzeb says, wait. Wait, okay. Oh, very exciting. You know what else would be a great thing to re-release? Or just release? Heart of the Jedi. I'd love a physical copy of Heart of the Jedi. <laughs> the, the one physical copy that... um. Uh, uh, who who made Heart of the Jet? What was his name? I don't remember. I literally okay, literally bought a hardcover version of that. Got refunded because it got pulled within yeah. an hour of me buying it. Oh wait, no, the author didn't. But someone someone did buy the author a, a hardcover of it before it got pulled. That's funny. I I know you don't. You have a paperback. You have a paperback. I don't have any. It upsets me. Uzab asks, does this mean that other Legends authors are not getting paid? We don't know. Uh, We don't know. All we know is that Alan Dean Foster isn't getting paid for the two Star Wars books that, uh, again, if his word is true, that the two Star Wars books being Splinter of the Mind's Eye and um, the original original A New Hope, and A.C. Crispin's husband is... um, contacted them and is concerned that AC Crispin's works uh, might also not be um, being paid out royalties. Those are all the ones that have come forward uh, almost, so to speak, so far. Kennedy Flint. Thank you, Rob D. Yeah. I also would love to have a copy of Skywalkers by Abel G. Pena. Um, I mean, we all, I've said this probably since episode one of this podcast, It'd be great to get Escape from Dagu. Ooh, yeah. That'd be a great one. Because that's not out there. Um, there's certain, there's like certain things that I just love to have that are out there. Um, I can't mention one of them, though, because we're not allowed to talk about that. Yeah. That'd be a good one, though. We're not allowed to talk about Waru's Epic Adventure. Yeah. Oh shoot! Did I say that out loud? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Geeks <laughs> threw up in it, blood in his mouth. He's having an aneurysm right now. <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> that was the big secret. <laughs> <It's> just ruined. <laughs> yeah. There's only one. There allegedly, there's only one copy out there, and it's glorious. But no one knows where it went. It was in like a shipping box or whatever, and they sent it to like the wrong publisher. I you know it'd be awesome though blood oath mm. that'd be good but that's not even that's gone <laughs> yeah that's gone that's like uh when I asked Margaret Weiss about legacy and doom that was, that was a bad thing to ask her about <laughs> I, I've told that story way too many times on here. you can find Skywalkers on hungry ewok the epub at least okay you can also find it on um Joe Bongiorno's site. Yeah. Which has become the mecca of like unreleased Star Wars stuff now. 
I know it, it literally got referenced on something in something I was reading, not related to like our mo- uh, like the EU movement. Like someone's like, oh, it was like it was a something in uh, on Wikipedia had a link to Joe's site. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's great. Basically, if it's not on Joe's site, it either no longer exists or there is some sort of legal dispute that's keeping it from being public. Oh, Adventures in Hyperspace. That's the other one I want, like a physical copy of. Even though that's out there, that'd be cool. Like have just a little omnibus. It'd just be the size of a normal paperback because those Adventures in Hyperspace books are so tiny. I have the other two. Or or you they could release the uh scholastic Star Wars science adventures <laughs> that only I care about. <laughs> They'll come out as soon as they one that's out there. That'll come out as soon as they make hardcovers of X Wing. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so great. But no, literally, um when they did the library no, the the um Leatherbound AC Crispin Han Solo trilogy. <clears throat> um, I was expecting X Wing to be next. What do you think of the Lord of the Rings show? I didn't know they were making a show. I've not. I've also not read Lord of the Rings, so no comment. That's disgusting. Peter Jackson's involved. Boycott it. <laughs> and with that note, we're ending the podcast. <laughs> uh, I hope you all had a good day. And we'll see you at some point. Dylan, any final thoughts? Yeah, at the last podcast, any go anything to go by?